What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. It's your boy, Brandon Tanguma, sitting electronically more than six feet away from me. Yes, we have not done an in-person podcast yet, even though we keep promising it. But maybe next week. Big week next week at the Royal Rumble Championship weekend. So maybe next week we'll do an in-person podcast. No promises, but we'll promise. Uh, so, yes, sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Well, Brandon, it's Friday. I just, you know, had a long work week and uh, ate a yummy pizza. And now I'm doing a podcast with my best friend. So I'm having a great day. How are you? Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, Well, I haven't had a long work week. I haven't worked in two weeks. Uh, Technically, if I were to still be employed, I should have been paid by, I think, at least by yesterday. Haven't heard anything from my my job for my boss probably should ask him something, but you know how I am. I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to do it on Monday. Cause you know, don't open up those can of worms on a Friday. Might as well do that on a Monday. So uh, I'm probably unemployed right now, Dominic. So that's fun. Well, the um, question I have before we get going further into that is you get your technically salary, right? So you get paid no matter what, even if you don't work, right? Or do you literally get paid per per article? Correct. Per wait per article or your you no, get paid no matter Dominic, what. I've told how many times have we told you this? Seven thousand times. I am salary. Okay, so then basically, then if they said, "Oh, you didn't know that we lost everything and you don't have a job," uh, they never give you a formal notice. You got a lawsuit, buddy. Oh, so I can make them even broker, which means yeah. I can take the guy's tesla well i guess he doesn't have a tesla anymore because he wrecked it but whatever his new car is because he's probably really rich because you know he was touting when he brought me on oh you know i just came out of a a highly profitable buyout and my non-compete is up so now i'm starting this new company yada 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 so apparently you know he says he's rich and he and he knows what he's doing but you know he can't even get this uh down or digital going which you know it's gonna take off soon just it's a bumpy road you know the comeback is better the comeback is greater than the setback mm, i don't yeah, i don't know but uh you know, so yeah, my catch, job catch, is brandon if you want a job well i was gonna say catch a boy at the uh local unemployment line sooner rather than later but dominic yes yeah, so you started the first week at your new job you work with the studio audience but not with the studio audience you work at the same place yep. so how is that how was your first week <clears throat> at all american labels okay are they hiring? If anybody listening to this podcast, I mean, they are in Dublin, California. Okay. Um, you know, hashtag not sponsored. I mean, but if they want to, we're open. If you want to, you know, but no, um, you know, it's a very relaxed yet, you know, very uh, boring. Hello, baby. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, it's a very relaxed position. Um, all I'm doing basically is stocking labels and then boxing labels up and pulling orders. And then, you know, today I learned how to you use uh, how to strap a pallet. Um, never done that before. Uh, and uh, yeah. And then, you know, are you strapping on or strapping off? It's not funny. This is professionalism. OK, hey, it's a it's a legitimate question. What do you mean strapping on, strapping off? You know. No, I don't. Explain it, Brandon. 
Well, you said you're like, you know, strapping labels. So are you strapping oh, strapping the pallet? You're oh, not you're even so, listening to me. So you're strapping so you're strapping the pallets onto the onto the the wait a minute. <clears throat> Rewind. I forgot if I said pallet or label. So you're strapping the labels onto the pallet, not strapping the labels off the pallet. Why would I strap labels off a pallet? You take the, the labels off the pallet. You're strapping them off. You know, you're still new. You're probably learning a lot. <laughs> I'm the new one. <laughs> it's understandable. But no, it is a very, bro, I mean, it's oof, way easy. Yeah, all you got to do is be able to count a little bit. Oof. Like like one, two, three, four, maybe do like the high 20s. That's it. Oh, high 20s. That's really pushing it. Once I, once I get past uh, 21, then um, that that's too much for me. And then, you know, uh, you know, it'll be like, and then like get a pull order of like, hey, they want 17,000 of these labels. You're like, oh, my God. But a roll is 1,000. She just needs 17 rolls. So you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven, seventeen. You just pull mm. that, put it in the cart, pull it off, push it off to the shipping area, and you say adios. Is there some downtime? Is there like, is it constant work? Is it like, you it's, know, you do one or two things in like an hour, but the other times it's kind of chill and you're waiting for the next thing? Pretty much. Oh, must be nice. Must be nice. Yep. Or you just stay home, not doing anything, wondering if you even have a job or not, but you're too big of a bitch and don't really feel like because you're lazy. I don't want to, you know, ask the question that you already know is going to happen. So, you know, probably by next week, uh, I'll be unemployed. Yeah, so that'd be fun. Apply and, you know, maybe, you know, I don't think they're hiring for my position because, you know, somebody might be uh, getting it a little uh, foreshadowing. But, you know, you're going to work with a studio audience and oh. she, can, she can teach you and she'll take care of you. She'll mentor you. She'll mold you into a great rewinder. And then, uh, you know, you just, you know, you start for working the, uh, for, the, for, the, for the people at home. Oh, yeah, you're probably going to say it. But could you tell me what the studio audience's hours are? Uh, 530 to 5.30 a.m. Let's clarify. 5.30 a.m. to 2 o'clock p.m. Hmm. I like the 2 p.m. part, not so much the 5 a.m. They do have a, they do have, so uh, studio audience is Monday through Friday. They do have a four-day work week, which is a, you know, you know, four tens. And that is a 2 to 10. Hmm. But you will not be with the studio audience, so she oh, will. Two to ten. What is it? Midnight. That, yeah, that'd be eight, Dominic. That'd be eight. Two to ten is eight. Eight hours. I can't count. So, but yet you're in a job that's all counting. Yep. So two to twelve, and I think you work what you work Tuesday through Friday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's four out. That's four days. Four hours. Once again, this is why I can't be your job. I can't be counting. Yeah. Is there counting? What? What? What's your name? Um, my name legally is Brandon Tanguma, but on the Zoom call, it says it's Bork Laser. Oh, okay. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. So anyways, how's your mentals, Dominic? How's the, how's the job? Fucking amazing. Make any new friends? I made a couple. Made a couple. Any of your coworkers kill a man? Uh no, I don't think so. Not well. You, you've only been there a week. That's definitely more something that you learn. You know, three to you know three to a month in. I will say, I will say this. There's this little cutie that works in building three. Whoa. You know, might uh, I might have to uh, holler at her one time. I have to admit it. 
you know, choose a rewinder, you know, I might have to, uh, you know, throw my whole relationship with, with the Zodiacs on the line and go for it. I don't know. Damn. You're yeah. going to throw a almost 10 year, over 10 year relationship away yep. just yep. for, just for some, some fresh rewinding. Yep. Damn. Yep. What does the studio audience think about that? What do you think about that? <laughs> That's what I thought. All right, let's get into it. We got <laughs> it's okay, Dominic. It's okay. We got a lot of stuff to get into on this episode. Hopefully, we have uh, you know, a couple or many questions asked to the podcast. But let's start off with super wild card weekend. Let's go back in time before we look ahead. We had uh, we started off with the curveballs and chair shots bowl. The Las Vegas Raiders go into the jungle to take on the Cincinnati Bengals and the Bengals win their first playoff game in over 30 years. Congratulations. Fucking robbed. Congratulations, Mr. X and everybody in the Cincinnati area. They went 26 to 19. The Raiders almost were there at the doorstep for gambling purposes. I wish they scored that touchdown on that first drive and they kicked the field goal or tried to kick the field goal with the second drive or else they would have covered. But, you know, we're not going to talk about that. Ruined my perfect weekend of NFL betting. But yes, Dominic, the Bengals did beat the Raiders by seven. Thoughts on the season, thoughts on the game. I know you probably got some hot takes on the, the referee. The whistle fucking ruled it dead. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'll keep it. I, I'll, I'll stay non-biased because, you know, that's the theme of this podcast. And, um, you know, the, the Bengals did play very well. I will give them that. The Raiders did typical Raider things, and they choked in the moments that they needed it. Um, I honestly think Derek Carr should not have made that last throw to Zay Jones in the end zone where he got inter- when he got picked. I don't think he should have thrown that. I think he there was other viable options, or he could have just I, – I don't even think it was fourth down. Was it fourth down? Do you know? remember if it was fourth down or not? I mean, it really doesn't matter because it was the last play of the game. But no, I, well, no, what I'm saying was like he should have just fucking thrown it. I mean, I'm not saying thrown it out and, you know, that would have been the ball game. I mean, like he could have, you know, maybe hopefully try to read the defense a little bit better. And okay, I have five seconds. I'm going to down it real quick and try this again. But, uh, you know, what I mean, that with that being said, like I said, Raiders did Raiders things. They, they had multiple opportunities to score and they did not. Um, Bengals just outplayed them. Um, like I said, uh, the whistle, I'm, you know, you can't, you can't undo the past. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hold that against, I mean, I'll hold it against the, the, the rest for sure, but I'm not going to, you know, be mad at the Bengals for that. That's not their fault. So good job, Mr. X and your fucking Bengals. But, uh, you know, they just, they just were a better team that day. Yeah, um, the the Bengals definitely could have had a lot more points, could have been a lot uglier game, but the Raiders did a good job at uh, limiting those red zone opportunities, turn them into field goals, not touchdowns. So it definitely could have been a much uh, you know, bigger ass whooping that it ended up turning out to be. But, I mean, ended up going 10 and 7 on the year. I don't think, especially after the uh, John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, you know, Damian Arnett, which I didn't, he, he just got signed by the Chiefs, right? Because I, I saw somewhere he got signed. I forget what exactly what playoff team it was, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Ex- it's almost kind of like the same thing as the Bengals. I mean, 
yes, the Bengals have some talent, but they probably didn't expect to be this good this quickly. And, uh, you know, shout out to the Raiders. I'm happy for them, but they did fire GM Mike Mayock. Uh, so possibly looking for a new GM and a new head coach this off season. Dominic, uh, thoughts on the Mike Mayock era? Obviously, it's tied with the John Gruden era, but how do you? Obviously, we're not going to you know pick someone to fill the job, but what do you think we should go in terms of like you know what roles to fill and what pieces need to be moved and improved upon in 2022? I, you know, I don't really want to speculate on that right now. I feel like, um, I mean, Derek Carr has one season left. Part of me says you just give him his last season and then cut him loose. I don't think, I mean, Derek Carr had a good season. Not a great, not a bad, but he had a good season. I don't think there's a team out there. I mean, the only team I mean, that he was, he was top five in passing yards, I do believe. Well, yeah, I, like I said, he had a good year. I'm not saying great. Great would have been he won those key games that would have put us, you know, not having to play the wild card. Okay. Granted, I know we probably would have still played the wild card weekend, but, you know, maybe had a better chance. I don't know. But um, the only team that really comes to mind that I think Carr could fit in would probably be like the Giants. I think they, uh, but I think they should just, I, I don't think trading for him would be a good thing for the Giants. Um, so I think the Raiders should just stick with Carr one more year, um, you know, and, and either you draft a quarterback or you fucking hope to God there's something valuable that you can trade for somebody. Or maybe you sign a, you know, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers or, you know, somebody like that. So I don't think you need to move on from Derek Carr unless there's some, you know, backstage issues that he doesn't want to be there anymore, but he's, he's been saying all the right stuff and says he wants to be a Raider, yada, yada, yada. So I think if you can just keep him on lock, I don't know exactly what you're going to pay him. Cause he's relatively cheap compared to like that same. I mean, you're not paying him Kirk cousins type money, which is a whole reason why I think the uh, Vikings are kind of in the spot they're at right now, but you know, get much better wide receivers. I mean, check the tape. I said, get CD lamb, not Henry Ruggs. We all saw how that turned out, but uh, you know, definitely like, I think you need to get secondary help. Abrams. He's fantastic when he's on the field, but he just gets hurt way too goddamn much mainly because he plays like with a reckless style. So, I mean, the Raiders are just, they're kind of right there much better than what I thought they're going to be this season. So if you can just make those key tweaks and uh, Mayock, he wasn't able to hit in those like first couple rounds in the draft, but for some reason he was able to hit, you know, those later rounds, like, you know, getting Max Crosby, that's been a, a stellar deal. And, you know, Hunter Renfro and guys like that. So, you know, it's not a complete, you know, shit show as of right now. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. He's been, I know we talked about, him, I think last week, but I don't think we actually talked about him with the Raiders. Dominic, uh, how do you feel? I know we, you kind of, we talked about him last week, but since he's been connected to the Raiders, you, you like that? You don't like that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, he, he has, he has the history. Um, you know, what he did with the 49ers is really good. Will that translate to the Raiders? I don't know. I, uh, I'm afraid that the Raiders are kind of uh, set in their ways. Now, I, I think, you know, going forward, 
you need a sh- – I think the Raiders were good with – the reason why they were so good with Gruden was because Gruden was so fucking strict. They need somebody who's strict, not laid back. Like, don't – I think Rich – whatever his name is, Rich Passacci, whatever his name is. Passacci, how's your family doing? I mean, go fuck your chicken strips. Gabagoo. Uh, <laughs> um, I think he did a good job, but I think he's just too – not he's he's not grant granted you don't need a hothead as a coach you don't need someone who's running on the field yelling at the ref because of fucking one bad call but you need someone who is fucking fired up he's ready to go at, at any moment i don't think rich can do that i think uh, jim harbaugh can you know fill that void but yet you know he's very you know uh you know not racist i think i hope I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, you know, Harbaugh kind of has like perfect blend of high intensity, but also kind of being like a player's coach, similar to like a Pete Carroll. T- well, I mean, even Pete Carroll, I don't think he gets as riled up as I think what Jim Harbaugh could do. So I'm still not like in love with it, but I don't know who else out there on the market you can get unless you're trying to get one of the, you know, hot, young, offensive minded coaches from like, you know, Kyle Shanahan or, you know, uh, the Sean McVay tree, which could happen might happen i don't know i haven't exactly been keeping up if they haven't even said anything about who's they're interviewing and things like that but let's move on to the saturday night game uh the buffalo bills absolutely fucking dog walk stomped all over the new england patriots 47 17 bills move on seven drives seven tutters the patriots i mean they didn't play like terribly it was just the bills played a perfect game um thoughts on how this one played out and the, the Patriots moving forward. I'm pretty sure. Didn't you say like you went the Patriots? Cause you're like, Oh, you know, don't count them out. Like, you know, uh, well, Dominic, you're the one that said you listen to this goddamn podcast. And if you listen, I said, I think the Patriots peak too early. They're frauds. The bills are going to come out and they're going to fucking beat their ass. And they're going to cover, which they covered by like the fucking first quarter. Okay. You don't have to be fucking mean about it. Damn. I mean, we can check the tape, but there's, I mean, if we go back, there were other picks on this podcast that I changed my mind as I hit this. Anyways, I did change my mind midway through the weekend, but it's okay. I still went six and one. Come at me, bro. Anyways, well, I wish I wish I was there in person right now. Just, you know, look into your eyes. What do you see? Sadness, depression. Eh, I mean, I'm not are sad. You, or are depressed. you okay? Are you okay? I'm fine. Kind of, you know, back where I was last year at this time, probably unemployed. Don't know what to do with my future. You know, so hard. It's like, you know, over a year trying to find a job and I got to do it again. But, you know, now I have history. I'm a junior SEO copywriter for down, for down, down under digital. Yeah. Now you can apply to the ACE thing again and uh, maybe we'll actually accept your application because you have history. Yeah. Unless there's not even a season, they don't even need anybody to work there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, then we get the probably the closest game, best game, and the most controversial game on the slate. We had the 49ers take on the Cowboys, and the 49ers beat the Cowboys 23-17. to 17. You already know what we're going to talk about. The Cowboys' last drive with like 40 seconds left. They get down the field with like 15 seconds left. They call. This was a called QB draw. Dak Prescott runs like 20 yards or whatever slides they go for the the clock the spike but the referee the umpire has to touch the ball before the game before the play can start yada 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 play runs out fans are throwing shit on the field at the referees 
and the Cowboys don't even have a chance to tie it or take the lead and win it. They end in the most Cowboys way possible by running a QB <laughs> draw with 15 seconds left and no timeouts, Dominic. It's what they deserve. Fuck the Cowboys, right? I mean, I don't, I'm not like a Cowboys hater, especially like for fantasy purposes. You know, Dak and CD were my guys for the entire time. I don't hate them kind of like how everybody else does. I more like hate the fans because the fans are kind of annoying, but it's also like, I mean, the Raiders are kind of that same way. Like, I think a lot of people probably don't like Raider fans because we're annoying. And I mean, they're probably also scared of us as well, but that's a whole different thing. I don't, I, I don't, it's not that I don't like the players. I don't like ownership and I don't like most of their fans. There's a few Cowboy fans that I can, I can mingle with and talk and drink a few beers with. But when it comes to most of them, they are just fucking obnoxious and think their shit don't stink. Raiders fans know their shit stinks. They own it. Yeah, they're kind of in that same realm of like Browns fans and Lions fans where they know their team is a fucking dumpster fire, but God damn it, we're going to be there. Well, at least the Oakland Raider fans. Vegas, they did show up for the Sunday night game, I will say, but there were some times where, especially like the Chiefs game, uh, there was a lot of red in that in those stands. Yeah, but it's also Las Vegas, so I mean. Destination. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so Cowboys, a um, lot of what went wrong. But if you listen to the podcast, I told you Cowboys are kind of frauds. They started out I mean, pretty much the entire game. They were frauds. Their offense was not very good. Uh, San Francisco ran it down their throats. Debo and Elijah Mitchell did their thing. Um, they have big question marks because both Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore are one of the top candidates to be a head coach somewhere else. So they might be out. Both are coordinators. They are calling for Mike McCarthy's head because he's an idiot. We've seen all these years with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, only able to get one Super Bowl. Dominic, is it time for, for Mike McCarthy's head to roll in Dallas? No. And that's because I feel like he deserves at least one more try. The Cowboys had it. The Cowboys fucking had it. Yeah, if that is what he called Dak to do, and Dak did it, I mean, he needed, I think, like eight yards, I think, for a first down, but he ran for 20. I understand you get there a little bit, you, you, you go as far as you can, but he could have he could have stopped it a little bit sooner. At, you know, a good ball player knows the rules. If you know that if you got fucking seven seconds left and you slide and the ref just has the ball, but the ref is all the way back at the fucking uh, line of scrimmage, his ass has got to get all the way up there to touch the ball. You, you should know that shit. So I think he should have got the first down, immediately dropped down, rushed the play, spiked it. That's not what happened. So, I mean, it's kind of like you can't really blame every, you, you, if you're going to blame, you got to blame everybody. You got to blame McCarthy for calling it. You got to blame Dak for running it too far, and you got to blame the ref for not fucking running even faster than he could. So that's that. That's being that. But um, I, I think he should get at least another try. I think he did fine. Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, he did fine this year. I, mean, I think if you look at kind of everything with the Cowboys, especially like the free agents coming up, this was probably like the best year they could have had to like actually make a legitimate run at the Super Bowl than just – never really clicked with them. If you look back at like when they played the good teams, the playoff teams, you know, they had some wins, they had more losses. So 
Uh, Mike McCarthy, I was never like super sold on him as a coach, but I think the big thing with Dallas is like Jerry Jones being the, you know, the evil empire, the puppet master. And I think coaches see that and they don't exactly want to go there because they know the headaches and everything that goes along with being the Dallas Cowboys uh, head coach. And you're not even like in charge of too much in terms of like, you know, the, the moves off the field or on, you know, whatever, like the GM moves and personnel moves, because you know, Jerry Jones could be the guy who makes all those types of moves. It's almost kind of like, you know, Al Davis back in the day to where, the, not exactly the best coaches in the world are coming to the Raiders, you know, after John Gruden left or got traded. So I think that's kind of the issue. And uh, they have what, like Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup, Van Der Esch, and like some other key guys being free agents. And they're not gonna be able to sign all of them because they're already strapped for cash now. And this was kind of the problem of you, you know, signing Zeke and Dak Prescott to record deals. You can't keep all those guys for three, four, five years unless the other people have to leave. So um, Cowboys are still going to be a contender. I mean, the NFC is still a dumpster fire next year. So I think they'll still be in the contention and be in the playoffs, but we'll see. Maybe they have to compete with the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles did lose 15 to 31 to the Buccaneers. I wasn't exactly that close. Uh, anyways, all the points were scored in the fourth quarter for the Eagles. Uh, Buccaneers win this one decisively, but they do have some uh, injuries coming out of it as well. Um, thoughts on the Eagles, how they just kind of shit the bed to not do anything offensively. Uh, the GM and Sirianni have come out and said that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for 2022. Uh, do you see the Eagles kind of taking the next step next year, possibly challenging the Cowboys for the NFC East? No, I think Jalen Hurts, you know, if he puts in work on the off season, spring train or spring training in the preseason and, um, and, you know, really gets, you know, learns the playbook and, you know, can get a good grasp of the NFL, which I think he's done a pretty good job at it so far. I think he has ability to be a lot better next year. Um, I think the Eagles need to go out and get, you know, they, they, they have a few pieces. Their defense is all right. Um, I think they're what they're hurting for. He needs to find, you know, like Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams. Um, uh, what's this called? Oh, fuck. What are, I'm like fucking blanking on names right now. Um, I mean, you could say that he has that in Devontae Smith, but they didn't even target him to like the third quarter or something like that. But like, that's the thing though. I feel like, I feel like if you look at like all, a lot of good teams, the quarterback has that one guy that you like, like, uh, 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 Jamar Chase and uh, Joe Burrow, they fucking click. He needs to find that receiver he clicks with um, because I feel like that's what's keeping him from really being good. Um, I, I still don't think that they'll, they'll – I still don't think they'll be better than the Cowboys, though. Then on the final – or not the final, final on Sunday, the Steelers and the Chiefs – do battle a very low scoring game in the first quarter. No points were scored, uh, but then the Chiefs woke up and they just put it on the Steelers, winning 42 to 21. Big Ben Swan song, last game of his career. Presumably, still no official word yet on him retiring, but all signs kind of point to this that this was his last game. Uh, Dominic, thoughts on just kind of the game in general? Chiefs turn it on and the Steelers' outlook for next season with no Big Ben. Um, they're kind of one of those teams that, like like I said with the Broncos, if you take out Big Ben and get Russ or Aaron Rodgers, I think they're instantly a contender. I could see that uh, with Claypool and 
uh, the other dude, whatever his name is, uh, Juju and, and and Deontay Johnson, who could not catch a ball on on Sunday. He could not catch Omnicrom if he tried. It was bad. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I can see that if they get a, uh, you know, not even a just a, need a decent quarterback, that team could be scary good. Um, especially the defense with Watt. I, I think uh. You know, I think you're right. A good quarterback could really change everything in Pittsburgh. But, um, you know, going to the game that first quarter, I was kind of like, holy shit. The Steelers are going to steal it. Oh, my fucking God. And then I look next thing, you know, I see on Instagram, like the Steelers were like, because we scored so many touchdowns, we wrote a fireworks or something like that. I'm like, oh, you guys are assholes. So, uh, you know, good job, Chiefs. You beat the Steelers. Not a big deal. Then the final game, everyone's thinking this was going to be the best game on the slate, and it was just another blowout. The Rams beat the division rival Cardinals 34-11. to uh, This one not even that close as well. The Rams get out to a big lead at halftime. Uh, Kyler Murray, the Cardinals offense, didn't even get a first down until I think like the second quarter or something. It took a long time for them to do anything whatsoever. So the Rams make quick work of the Cardinals. Um, this has kind of been a theme thus far with the Cardinals. They had a late season meltdown last season, missed the playoffs. Similar thing this season, they're able to get in, but that, you know, they have a terrible showing against a division rival who they beat at home earlier in the season, Dominic. Um, I don't think they're going to completely blow everything up, but they probably need to look in the mirror and be like, what's wrong here. So who are you blaming? Because I'm putting a lot on on Murray. There is multiple plays that he like that fucking when they were backed up in the end zone and he threw that little shitty shuffle pass to try to get rid of it. And they picked it for a pick six. Like there's been, there is multiple plays where I was like, really you're fucking stupid. So I put a lot of blame on Murray. Who do you put a lot of blame on? I mean, I think it goes both ways. Um, it's hard to put like too much blame on Kingsbury. Cause I know he's more like offensive and, uh, that defense, the defense of the Cardinals did not do anything really against the uh, the Rams. But yeah, it was, I, I don't know. I mean, Kingsbury, we've seen these these last couple of years. What is in his game plan or what they do that is that leads them to have late season collapses like this? And yes, Kyler has flashes of greatness, but then we see if you get pressure and you're able to, because he's so small, and he's quick, but I also think he was dealing with some sort of injuries as well. Cause you were, I mean, if you look at him, he wasn't as quick as he normally was. They didn't have Deandre Hopkins. That definitely did hurt them. Um, JJ Watt just came back, but I mean, JJ Watt's already passed its prime and put on top of brand new shoulder. That's not going to help things as all at all. But I mean, next year, I would assume the Cardinals are still going to be in the mix top contenders, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, very hard because we've seen them be so good. They were the best team in this. They're the last team to lose. And then they come out, shit the bed the last month. And it's like nothing besides like the injuries, which is always something you can point to. And everyone's dealing with injuries. It's hard to exactly put the blame. I would say on one particular thing, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't exactly know. Great answer by me. Well, that's like the first time you've like technically not really answered. I, you know, I made some excuses, but shout out Van Jefferson catching one pass for like 41 yards, getting the over Dominic. I don't, I know you were probably half, I don't know how you're paying attention to the game, especially at this point, cause it was a blowout, but Van Jefferson scores that one 
gets that one cash to cash the over on his total. Were you as excited as me and Tyler were, or do you not even care? Did you even see it? I don't even care. Wow. I see how it is. You don't like to see your friends win. Not when it's not my money. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta spend money to make money. As we say, Dominic, and you're Owen one of the season already, even though I didn't really make a bet. So it's hmm. fine. Hmm. So that is it for the super wildcard weekend. Let's look ahead to the divisional round eight teams left standing four great games on slate this weekend. So let's get into the divisional round episode or edition of. Bump bump. So we got uh, eight teams going right now. Would you say these were deservingly the best eight teams? And this is, I mean, what are your thoughts on kind of wildcard weekend? Uh, Very disappointing. I would say a lot of blowouts. The only good game would probably be the Cowboys 49er game. Yeah, Raiders and Cincinnati was close, but uh, nationally, I don't think it was as big of a game as we're going to see this weekend. I mean, it was fine. Um, like I said, a lot of, like, like I'm sorry, like you said, a lot of blow, blowouts. Um, you know, it, um, you know, that that's what this wildcard weekend is for. It's to, it's to, you know, who are the real contenders and who are the posers, like you say. So, you know, we found out who the posers are. And, uh, you know, we're in for a good uh, weekend of football. Yes. Yes, we are. So let's kick it off with the Saturday game. This one kicks off 4.30 Eastern time, 1.30 Pacific, I think 3.30 local in Nashville, Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans, the one seed, will be hosting Mr. X's Cincinnati Bengals. Titans, the one seed, coming off the bye. They are getting King Henry back. He has not played since week nine or week eight, I believe. It's been a long time. But the Titans are healthy. Bengals a little bit banged up. Uh, but, you know, Burrow, Chase, all the, the star people will be in this one. The Titans currently favored by three and a half points at home. Dominic, are the Titans a disrespected one seed? Or are the Bengals that good and that hot that they could come in and upset the Titans? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to. I'm, I don't. Uh, what I'm going to say I don't want someone to say I'm a bandwagoner or I'm, uh, you know, just following a hipster trend. But I think I really like the Bengals in this matchup. Um, Burrow, Chase, Mixon. Uh, who's the other dude I'm missing? My boy T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Definitely. And CJ, who's your mama? Melissa? Or Uzama. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. If they're playing good ball, they they're winning. Now Henry, yes, is coming back, but who's to say that he's going to be the same Henry that left the lead, left the, during the season? You never know. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. Okay, okay. So. Last week, I was very, you know, wishy-washy on all my picks, and I didn't exactly know, mainly because the point totals, the spreads were so high that it was kind of hard for me to imagine, you know, all these blowouts, but come to be hold, uh, they were all pretty much blowouts. So, uh, but this week, I'm much more confident, much more determined on who I'm picking this week, and uh, Mr. X, I'm sorry, I'm going with the Titans. I do feel like the Titans have been disrespected uh, pretty much all season. Uh, no respect, no, no disrespect to, uh, I almost said Mark Henry, Derek Henry, uh, since he's been, since he's been gone, 
uh, shout out was that, is that a Kelly Clarkson song, right? Yes. Gone? Okay, thank you, thank you. I was almost going to say Alvar, Avril Lavigne, but I knew that wasn't right, and I felt like Kelly Clarkson was the right one, but I didn't want to go on a limb, but I went on a limb anyways. But uh, since Derrick Henry's been gone, you know, Deontay Foreman and uh, Hilliard, they've stepped right in. They've been doing fantastic work. Technically, they've been doing just as good, even though he's been obviously not as good as Derrick Henry. So I do like the Titans in this one. I'm a little scared of at it being three and a half. I could see this one coming down to like a last second field goal, but I do like the Titans in this matchup. Uh, I see this kind of similar to the next one of 49ers and Packers. Like if the Titans kind of fall behind and the Bengals just kind of light it up, I'm a little worried of how Tannehill and that passing attack is going to, you know, be able to come back. But I do like the Titans at home, well-rested. Vrabel has been phenomenal coming off a bye, and especially when he has more rest and more time to prepare compared to the other team. So give me the Titans minus three and a half. Dominic total set at 47 and a half. You got the Bengals. I got the Titans. So if you're a Bengals person, do you want this to be more of a shootout? Or do you think the Titans, if it is a grind them out type game, can the Bengals kind of win that way as well? It's going to be a fucking shootout. We're going to hammer their over. There you go, Dominic. You know how to, to speak the lingo. Mm, 47. Uh, since I'm taking the Titans, give me the under on that one. Not completely sold on either team's secondary. So I could see this being a little bit high scoring, but uh, give me the Titans 24, 20. Well, I guess it can't be 21, 24, 20. Uh, so then moving on to the Saturday night game, uh, biggest spread on the sheet here. The San Francisco 49ers travel up to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers in cold Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's going to be, I believe, four degrees or like a little bit below zero. Uh, so that's going to be a little chilly one. Packers favored by five and a half here. Once again, 49ers seemingly kind of a uh, you know smart underdog. Uh, they say a, a bad matchup for the Packers. Packers did beat the Niners at uh, in San Francisco or Santa Clara earlier in the season on that Saturday night game where they you know just threw it to Devonta Adams every single play in like 30 seconds, and they showed the Dallas Cowboys how to make a comeback even though they had timeouts. But uh, Dominic, what do you see in this one with the Packers laying five and a half at home? Well, I know uh, Bosa's okay. I think he's both teams three- seemingly are in, are going to be fine. Um, yeah. I was wondering if maybe that would tick in favor of the 49ers, but no, it has consistently kind of stayed at five and a half uh, through the last couple of days. We've gotten these injury updates. Yeah. So, I mean, part of me wants to be a homer and go with, with the Niners just because, you know, I need one team, you know, well, the last true barrier team. To, to go, you know, for it. But then it's it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's, you know, Devontae Adams. Do I really want to go against that? So I think what my heart's telling me San Francisco, my brain's going, telling me Green Bay. So I think I'm going to go with the 49ers because I'm a man who wears his heart in his sleeve. I'm going with the, with the Packers. I, I really like the Packers. I think they're kind of a... Uh, you know, the team to beat right now, I know everyone's kind of saying, oh, the the pat, the run, they're going to run it down their throats. And it, it will be something to look at, because if you look at the numbers, the Packers are very good in terms of rushing yards allowed. 
but in terms of rushing yards per attempt, they're like 30th or 31st. So that kind of says that no one's really running the ball on them because they're probably like up they're behind big. So they can't run the ball, but when they do, they get a lot of yards. So that's going to be something to take a look at. And as I said, with the Titans, if the Packers get the ball first or, you know, get a three and out and the Packers score, get up, you know, seven, 10, 14, zero. How is Jimmy G who's dealing with the bum shoulder and a bum thumb, how is that passing attack going to work against the Green Bay Packers? So five and a half is a little bit much. I mean, you know, if we're going to get fancy and Dominic is definitely going to go overhead, maybe I would kind of tease it down with the Titans to go give me like, you know, two and a half and then try to tease the Packers down to like, you know, two and a half as well. But um, give me the Packers five and a half. I think they could win. I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be a complete blowout, but I definitely could see the Packers winning by a touchdown. I mean, I think it's going to be. A very close game. Either way, I'm just going with the Niners because my heart wants what the heart wants. Once again, this total set at 47 and a half. I think we kind of see both these first two games kind of being a little similar in terms of you know how the offenses on both teams want to. So we're both hammering the over. Sure, fuck it. Hammer the over, baby. I think I can see this more being like the Packers run it up. They score like 28, 31 points. Maybe the the uh, 49ers kind of trail behind at what, 17 or I guess it would be. Yeah. If he's 31, 17, that works out to 48. I can do math so I can be with Dominic and work at his job at American labels. Cause it's I can count all see, American what? labels, all, sorry, American. all American labels. And you saw that I counted to 48 twice as much as what you need me to count up to. Good. Go, go, man. I know I am so smart. Uh, then Moving on to Sunday, we stay in the NFC as the Los Angeles Rams take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Uh, both teams coming off a, a big blowout of victory. The Rams are underdogs here. They are getting three points against the defending Super Bowl champions. Dominic, um, it seems like the Rams are kind of a, a public underdog, I believe. I think a lot of people remember what they did on Monday they're going to take in that into Sunday. Where do you see this one going with the Buccaneers favored by three points? Tom Brady is going to humble the fuck out of the Rams. He's going to say, sit down, take your books out, and read about how to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Because Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to fucking run wild over them jabronis called the Rams. Does it give you any uh, caution that the offensive line of the Buccaneers are a little banged up and everyone's saying that the way you get to Tom Brady is interior pressure and the Rams do have Aaron Donald, arguably the best interior rusher of this generation in the past few generations. Uh, does that caution you at all? And the Rams did beat the Buccaneers earlier in the season. was in Los Angeles, but they did beat them already. And they didn't have OBJ back then. And the Buccaneers are kind of banged up. Anything else you want to add to that? Mm, no, I think that's it. Okay. Definitely not showing my hand right now. Tom motherfucking Brady is the quarterback. You know, there's going to be some collusion. Deflate gate fucking, you know, they're going to go, you know, I don't know. There's going to do, they're going to like, you know, tie ropes to the fucking lineman's legs and, you know, make, you know, 
make sure they don't fall or so I don't know some stupid. There's gonna be something stupid that happens that's gonna get them to win this game. Okay, going with the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time. I know it's hard to bet against Tom Brady, but give me the Rams. Playoff Tom Brady. Give me the Rams. I know I just kind of laid out all my arguments uh, talking about with Dominic, uh, all the, the injuries and OBJ. And last week I told you, I said, I feel like the Buccaneers defense are frauds, especially that secondary. And what do the Rams have? They have Cooper Cup. They have Odell Beckham. Now the running game is kind of coming together, but I think the Bucs are going to be able to stop the running game relatively. I, I think it will be as simple as the quarterback play. If Matthew Stafford can kind of keep up with Brady and doesn't have a, Matt, a Detroit Lions Matt Stafford fuck up, then I really do like the Rams here, especially, you know, getting three points. I'm not, you know, certain that the Rams are going to just come out and just demolish the Buccaneers, but I, I like the Rams in the spot. Yes, they are my NFC champion team, but that really doesn't factor into this. I do like how they match up against the Bucs. Getting the three points is also a uh, help as well. So if it gets up to three and a half, jump all over that. Uh, but I do like the Rams. Uh, 48 and a half is the total here. So just a little bit above the other ones. Uh, I'm definitely hammering this over. It went way, I think went over to 50, possibly 60 in their last time out. Um, so it doesn't seem like weather is going to be an issue. So I think this is going to be a high scoring affair in this one. Because both the secondaries are banged up. I know I kind of shit it on the Bucks secondary, but the Rams are dealing with some injuries in their secondary as well. 50, 50 burger coming. 50 burger. You sure about that? Total, total 50 burger. Not just, I mean, if the Rams want to put up a 50 burger on the Buccaneers and just say, fuck you, Tom Brady, get the fuck out of here, you old man. I'm fine with that too. But I'm going to go with a total 50 burger. I don't, I, I don't appreciate you disrespecting Tom Brady like that. So please watch it. Thank you. Well, are you going to answer my question on the total? Going to hammer the over. All right. There we go. Life's too short to bet the under, right, Dominic? What? Sure. What? Sure. Then finally, Dominic, would you say this is no disrespect to the other game, Mr. X? Would you say this final game is the AFC championship game? Probably. So we get the Buffalo Bills traveling in to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams coming off a route, beating down old Big Ben beating down young Mac Jones. The Bills slight underdogs here with the Chiefs favored by one and a half. It's come down slightly. This whole line could possibly flip in the Bills' favor. The Bills are a big, big public favorite. Um, but just as he said, it's Tom Brady. Dominic, it is Patrick Mahomes at home in the playoffs. It's close. The How Bills circle the motherfucking wagon every year. For this moment. Okay. They will. Defeat. The Chiefs. They are firing all cylinders. They have played very well all season. This is their time to shine baby. Chiefs did lose. To the Bills earlier on in the year. This was when they were going through the bad stretch. Of Chiefs football. Um, is that. Worry you at all? No. Revenge it factor? It doesn't. It is Bill's time to shine, baby. Who's Bill? Bill Burr. Oh, we're going to go see him? Sure. Sure. 
Anyway, so yes. Almost got to go see Poppy. Wow. Yeah, I think she canceled her concert because I went to go look back again when she was at Berkeley. Uh, I wasn't there anymore. So goddamn COVID. Hate to see it. We need to go see uh, Adele in Vegas. Oh, sorry. She canceled. Ah, I hate to see it. All right. So Dominic's on the bills. You already know I'm on the bills as one. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, Dominic. They're going to come in and they're just going to fucking put their dicks on the table. Be like, look, we're the fucking heads of the AFC East. We're the heads of the AFC now. Patty Mahomes. So get the fuck out of here. Fuck the one and a half. Give me the money line. Buffalo Bills. I mean, not one and a half. Might as well just take the goddamn money line. Anyways, Bills are going to come out and they're going to show. I mean, if the Chiefs have a slow start like they did last week against the Steelers, I mean, they could be down 14, 17, zero. Now that probably not going to happen because I do like the Chiefs defense more than I think they get credit for because a lot of them are going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes on offense. But I think if you just kind of look at everything, you know, offensive wise, maybe you probably give like a, a slight edge to the Chiefs, but I do like their the Bills defense a little bit more than the Chiefs. This would be close. The one and a half line is deserved, but when push comes to shove, give me the Bills, Dominic. Both riding with the Bills. Total hammering the over. That's what I was gonna say. Total set at fifty three and a half. By far the biggest on the slate. I think both times these guys, these teams have faced off against each other. It's gone way over in the high fifties and the sixties. So yeah, fuck it. Sunday night football, the bills chiefs in arrowhead. It's going to be fun. Why are you going to bet the under in this game? That's no fun. Who cares if it's probably the more logical bet. I mean, both these teams have really good defenses, but they have high powered offenses. 53. They could easily clear that. I mean, come on a 28, 27 fucking shoot them out. Bang, bang. I mean, come on. That easily could clear it, and we could definitely see both these teams scoring 30 points. Exactly. So we're fucking going with the over, all right? We're, hammer, we're hammering the over and everything, right, God? Right, bang, God? bang, bang. Hammer, bang, hammer, hammer. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Is that it? No. no. Green Bay Packers. Hammer. So uh, I got the Titans. Dominic has the Bengals. I have the Packers. Dominic has the 49ers. We both have the – no, Dominic has the Buccaneers. I have the Rams. And we both have the Bills. So should be fun next week dominic because um one of us will be right and one of us will be wrong and Hopefully then we'll it's me. top golf yes we're definitely going to confirm we're going to top golf next week confirmed yeah yep 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 been a while since you've uh hit a golf ball last time i hit a golf ball got covid Damn. you know what that is true well we're not not because of the golf but like one golf and then a couple days later Dead. He went to go have pizza. They went to an A's game. Yeah. Your friends ask if you want to go to an A's game with them the next week, and they don't even tell them that you have COVID. You but you say no, I'm good. And then here we are. Speaking of the A's, let's get into the world famous MLB update. So, in terms of the lockout, uh, there's still a lockout, uh, but. No real news on that front. I don't think they've met at all. Formal meeting. So, boom. But we do have some pretty big news outside of the lockout. Speaking of the Oakland Athletics, there was a vote this past week where the council or whatever like voted to pass the uh, environmental report. So that's another step closer. Uh, they need to you know get towards like the Oakland and Alameda County 
board of supervisors or council or whatever the fuck they're called to like really hammer it down. But once again, another step further than what the A's have gotten with any other stadium project thus far. So we're moving in the right direction, Dominic. Okay, that's good. Good news, good news, good news. Let's uh let's hope that uh you know Alameda County and the city of Oakland get their heads out their ass and let's approve this project and let's or out or out of their ass. Whatever. And let's get the A's to stay rooted in Oakland. Thank you. I I was ready for you to just yank the rug out from under me and say, oh well, you know, it doesn't really matter because they're just gonna go to Vegas anyway, just like we are, right? We're moving to Vegas, right, Dominic? Nah, maybe Tennessee. Oh, now we're going to Tennessee. Maybe North Dakota. That's where I draw the line. Hey, you won't you won't go to North Dakota? Shout out to all of our millions of listeners in North Dakota, but I'm not moving from California to possibly Vegas or Tennessee to North Dakota. It's too cold. Yeah, I know, man. We get cuddled by the fire. You could have a podcast, you and me, right by the fireplace, fucking on a on a fake bear fur floor. Not a real one that we hunted with our bare hands. I mean, I don't want I don't want PETA to come after us. That's why. But, you know, it, you know, we'll talk yeah. about that. We'll, we'll talk right now. It's fake, but we'll talk about later when we move to North Dakota, if it's a real one. And, uh, you know, just laying on the floor, talking about sports and wrestling and, you know, having the fire crackling next to us. Be very romantic, one might say. Yep. And then we go to Canada, go hang out with Brock Lesnar, go hunting stuff over there butcher some meat <laughs> hang out with sable because we don't know how much you love sable so much yep yep uh tampa bay they are possibly looking for a new stadium a new home and the mlb has completely shut down the possible plan of the rays doing a joint venture of being sometimes in tampa bay sometimes in montreal so that ain't happening montreal is not the mlb is not coming back to montreal right now uh, it's just going to be in Tampa Bay. Thoughts on that one? Well, I mean, I kind of understand, but, you know, MLB, you know, MLB right now has a lot of bigger problems. They should not be worrying about fucking what the Rays do. How about you worry about getting fucking baseball to be played next season? All right. Exactly. You fucking tell them, Dominic. And then finally, in AAA. So the highest level of minor leagues possible, there is going to be robot umpires, Dominic. Um, I don't think we ever really talked about the robot umpires. The Uh, the robots taking over the world are going to kill us all and take us over. We're just going to be slaves to them. Yep, exactly. No, I mean, I'm I'm happy they're trying it out um, because I feel like, you know, I mean, just like everyone else, the humans make mistakes, but how do you argue with a robot umpire? Do they still eject us? Like, I don't you know. Turn it off. Exactly. You just go, boo, turn it off. Exactly. Just like this podcast, turn it off. And you don't turn it off until we're done. Which is going to be soon, right? Eh, I don't know. It depends on how many viewer submitted questions we have, because now we're done with sports. It's time to go on into the fan mail segment, otherwise known as. Mr. X's questions of the week. So yes, we do have some and friends. Finally, after a dry, dry mailbag last week. Shout out to Mr. X. He still sends in the questions every single week. Uh, But we do have the questions sent in by Mr. Johnny Oroka. Shout out. 
Uh, question number one. Uh, this one might uh, trigger some people. Uh, so what is the name of the secondary mascot, a.k.a. the bear? I feel like the secondary mascot deserves a name. So Adamic, you'll need to respond. Well, I get well. It's too late because you can probably hear me, right? <clears throat> well, right. I, um, I just woke her up because you, I you just her. woke the bear up from her from it from the bear slumber. We're not. I mean, gender neutral. You know, gender so, specify. So, did you did you hear the question? No. Okay, can you please repeat the question? From Mr. Johnny Roca via Instagram. Question number one. Uh, hang on, hang on. I remind you, I'm not muted right now. So whatever you say, they can hear it. So please don't. Uh... Oh, mute it. Okay. Okay. Question number one. So what is the name of the secondary mascot, a.k.a. the bear? I feel like this secondary mascot deserves a name. Smokey? Um, what's some other famous bears? Smokey? Ted? Uh, Ted? Winnie the Pooh? Uh, no, I'm sticking with Ted. Ted? Yeah. Okay. It's I, Ted. Do like, I do like the meme of Ted in the courtroom and like runs across the court. It was like my turn assholes. And it's like Kyler Murray. Every time the thief, you know, it's his turn to play offense. It's a good meme. It's very funny. Do I need to explain the meme to you, Dominic? Just like I had to explain. No, I think there's a ghost in my side yard. Spooky. So from now on, the bear's name is Ted. Ted. Got it. So there's right. the studio audience, the mascot nope. and Ted. You can use any of those. Not the government name. Okay. Question number two. Yep. Okay. Is a two-part question. If you could construct your body any way you wanted to and did it for the purpose of playing in the NFL, what position would you play? What? Oh, we'll go with that one first. So if you could you know, sculpt your body out of granite, Dobnik, what position would you play in the NFL? So this is going to sound weird. Vince Woolfork. But uh, so like, wait, are you just saying like, am I saying like, I would want a body like, you know, just for like for shits and giggles, like I want Tom Brady's body. because I want to be a quarterback. Or am I saying like, I get to actually pick my body. You can be, you can have Tom Brady's body, but be a fucking middle linebacker if you want. <laughs> no, um, I think I will take. And and this is true because you know I want to make some good money, but yet I don't want to fucking play hella hard. I'm gonna be like the next Pat McAfee. Fucking just fucking kicking the shit out of a ball, laying a few hits down every once in a while. That's about it. Okay, that's a good good gig. You know, Pat McAfee had her signing thirty million dollar deals. Uh, I'll go the quarterback route. Who's like? the best-looking, hottest quarterback in the NFL, Dominic. There you go. I know. Uh, best it's kind of hard because, like, Jimmy you know. G? Well, yeah, I guess we would go Jimmy G, but it's kind of hard because, like, with quarterbacks, you don't really see their body that much because they're, you know, kind of covered up. So, I mean, like. I mean, Jimmy G's hot. Trevor Lawrence. Does, but does he have the best body? Like, who would Trevor you say Lawrence. is, like, the strongest quarterback you know what i want a body like Jameis motherfucking winston be the goat oh by the way on on uh 
on points of doings when Travis said our king. I almost fucking died laughing because Jameis is not a king. He's a fucking hey, joker. Hey, you see on the curveballs and chairs on Instagram, it's comeback season, motherfucker. Jameis is coming back looking stronger than ever on that torn ACL. He's going to say, Taysom, get the fuck out of here. You're just a goddamn tight end. I'm the quarterback. I'm going to lead the Saints to a fucking Super Bowl because he's a king. I right, trust some respect for Jameis Winston. He is not a fucking king, and he does not eat W's. He eats fucking hospital meal food, fucking meals food because he in the hospital, right? Or stolen crap legs. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Okay. Uh, anything else? What jer- what jersey number would you, what jersey would you wear, and what team would you like to play for? So, since I'm Jameis Winston, I will wear number two for the New Orleans Saints. You don't um, like to be number three. I will take either number thirteen. Because that has been a Hobson family tradition for baseball. It's thirteen. I know. I, I know. I'm want, We're talking about football, but that would be no. I, w- I would think that would correlate to football. Um, and the and the team. You know, like part of me wants to be like, oh, Raiders, because you know, my favorite team. But they're not in Oakland anymore, so I feel like a disconnect from that. So I think I will probably do like, you know. What would be like the dream city to play for? Like New Orleans, you know, good place, kind of like the Vegas of the South. Have a good time, party, get food. I would probably say either Tampa Bay, because you know, Florida, you know, that that cool, that cool. What about Miami? Um they need, they need a quarterback. Or I guess you're not a quarterback, you're a kicker. I'm a kicker. Or are you are you a kicker or a punter? I'm a punter. Okay, you're a punter. Got it. Which is a little bit more physical than a kicker, I would say. Yeah, I mean, you still work hard, but you're not like you're. You're, it's a, not pun- like- you're a punter slash kickoff guy, so you're doing you know doing doing some works, and you're going to be the, uh, the you'll go the, yeah, the, yeah the placeholder. So you're doing like three jobs, wearing a lot of hats. Um, I would say either Tampa Bay, or you're pushing P. Tampa Bay, or I don't know, one of the LA teams, maybe. Okay. Uh, second part of this question, even though, uh, based on your current realistic body type, what position do you think you could play in the NFL if you were to somehow miraculously make quarterback. a team? Quarterback, I got a cannon. We've been talking about that the past week and a half. Fucking cannon of an arm. Um, so if we're going to go realistic, I would assume this means we are able to train and get like our body in peak physical condition. Because right now I ain't doing shit fucking little fat ass porker i am but if we're gonna realistic i think i could you know be like a small little darren sproles running back slash kickoff person not the fastest Uh, person in the world's probably not kickoff but i can be like you know a little shifty little running back i would third down naeem hines something like that i will probably play left bench actually take that back third string left bench but i mean i would say like a center but even like for NFL, you're kind of short to be. That's the problem is we're short. I'm but yeah, like, we're definitely too short. So it it honestly probably be like cornerback, running back, or like a slot receiver or kicker. You know, I, I I will say, and I and I say this ever since fucking eighth grade football when we played for Bohemian. You know, we made the team, unlike those unathletic jabronis at Trapdoor to Hell. Exactly. And uh, you know, uh I did try out. So I was the starting center. I did try out for punter 
And I did boot the shit out of that ball. But, you know, Coach Miller, I can use it. I'm not going to use his first name because, you know. Got at. But uh, he did not give me the position. He gave it to Justin Prince instead. So part of me was like, you know, I, Coach, I, I booted the fuck out of it. But then he also brought, brought up the good point. Who's going to fucking hike the ball to you? And I'm like, dude, you just turn around and toss it to me. Like, it's not like fucking professionals. So, but I honestly think I could punt still. Um, like I said, I'm too short, so I'm pretty sure, you know, they could block the fuck out of it every time. But, uh, you know, left bench. I'm going with left bench. I'd like to change my uh, answer. I'd rather be a slot receiver than a running back. Less injuries. Less injuries. Okay, so then finally, this isn't exactly a question. This is going to be combining with Mr. X's hockey segment. So Johnny Roca, also a big fan of hockey. He has his little uh, thing he wants to add here. So not a question, but based on the question you had for Mr. X last week, I would like to say that the NHL Stanley Cup Finals this year will feature the Colorado Avalanche and the New York Rangers. But I can also see a matchup between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, those are the four best teams. But if I had to put money on one team to win it all this year, it would be the Colorado Avalanche. My second pick would be the Tampa Bay Lightning going for the three-peat. So, Johnny Roca, we're going to see if Mr. X has his Stanley Cup finals prediction. But Johnny Roca is locking in Colorado Avalanche and the New York Rangers. Okay. Okay. Uh, Anything else? We do have one more. This is a wrestling question from Mr. Ty Gundy, Ty Gundy, 27. This uh, thoughts on Bully Ray saying that John Moxley needed to be more accountable and should have apologized to the fans in his promo. I mean, I mean, being serious. Yes. So if you guys do not know Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, ECW, WWE, TNA. He has a little radio show, and apparently, uh, I saw the headline on Twitter, but I wasn't going to talk about it and see too much, but then I saw the question, so I dived a little bit into it. Pretty much, he said, uh, Moxley should have apologized to the fans for pretty much being an alcoholic and going to rehab. He didn't say it in those words. He wasn't as, I don't think he was as crass as I just was. That's pretty much what he was saying. I mean... Why would I mean, why would I apologize to the fans for being an alcoholic? I think everybody like is not. I'm going to cough. I'm going to cough. Hang on. Damn the Omnicrom coming back up to get Dominic. But yeah, I I mean, I, I just think that was a bad take. I thought Moxley's promo was great. I thought he I thought touched up. You thought it was what? Wonderful. Okay. I thought you said horrible. Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it touched all the right points. I love the ending. And um. I mean, the one thing is like wrestlers and I mean, athletes in general, but definitely wrestlers. I don't think they should be like pandering to the fans too much. I think there's too much pandering to the crowd and just waiting to apologize. Like we all know what happened. We don't need to apologize for anything. Just Well, I mean, it's not like he went out and did a Jeff Hardy victory road where he's fucking literally fucked out of his mind. And, you know, they have to literally change the match at the last second. He at least identified he had a problem and got the help he needed and it wasn't like management going look motherfucker you got an issue go get help it's like he said hey i need to take a step back i think that in itself makes it okay for him not to have to say hey everybody my name is john i have a problem i'm sorry i have a problem like no hi john he he literally told hey i'm taking a step back i got issues i need help 
I respect him for that. So I, I, I think Bubba, Bully, whatever he goes by nowadays, he just, you know, who the fuck is he to say that he should have to apologize? You know what the fuck? Like, like motherfucker has issues. You don't know what his issues are, and you want him to apologize? That's fucking bullshit. You tell him, Dominic. Uh, so that's it. That's all the questions we had from the Instagram. Dominic, I know you sent a very late notice on the Twitter machine. Anything from there? And if not, uh, what does Mr. X have to say? So we do have a last minute submission on the Twitter. Um, it is from Trapdoor to Hell. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, uh, those still unathletic don't know who goons. Don't know who, yeah. Don't, still don't know who sent that email last week. No one wants to fess up to it. So, uh, you know, can't really hold it against Trapdoor to Hell. Did that email, did that Trapdoor to Hell email, email again? No, it did not. Hmm. They hmm. did. You know, we don't want to. It's kind of odd. You know, it's kind of suspicious that, you know, they uh, email last week and then they didn't do it this week. I wonder if somebody on this podcast might have, uh, you know, done it. But OK, you know, big deal. I mean, this per- well, the other person on this podcast had nothing better to do this week because he's unemployed. So, you know, if they were the person that had the account at their fingertips, maybe they would have done it this week. Well, you never know. You never know. But Trapdoor to Hell asked, what are you guys doing for the Super Bowl? I don't know. You know, maybe I was going to bring this up next week when we go top golf, which next week, big week, we got Rora Rumble championship weekend. So, you know, maybe we, I didn't do anything last year for the Super Bowl. So what are we doing for the Super Bowl? Party at Brandon's house. Oh, why do we have to do it at my house? Bring the Traeger over. Fucking. Just... I mean, my aunt does have a Traeger now. You know, you can show my uncle the ropes on how to properly use a Traeger. And how to fucking prepare his meat. Exactly. Tell my uncle how to how to prepare and use his meat. You know, I could, but that's not your house. I said your house. Sukasa. Sukasa is Mikasa. Yeah, but you know, my aunt has the bat the basketball court in the backyard. Great time, which we're I mean, we're gonna watch the halftime show because that halftime show looks absolutely fucking amazing. Oh, bro, I fucking I'm actually looking more forward to the halftime show than the football game. Eh, set, set, set your tea kettle. And see what happens, what the matchup Dr. is Gray, like. Eminem, Snoop Dogg, come on. And Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige? She don't care about them. Yeah, not really. Yeah, no. Because it's still Dre Day, baby. So maybe Curbos and Chair Shots, Trapdoor to Hell, Trapdoor to Curbos and Chair Shots collab? Super Bowl weekend? Maybe. Maybe. That's that's if. Does uh, Trapdoor to Hell still have the big house? Or is that gone? I don't know. I don't know because you know that went there for 2020 Super Bowl. Great place. Great place to have a little party get together. Great place, especially, you know, for hammering a bunch of parlays and props and picks and throwing all my money, all the leftover money I have, all my inheritance money, throwing fucking all that on the Bills and the Rams or the Packers. I wouldn't mind either one. But <clears throat> anyways. Anyways, let's. What does the studio on. audience have to say? What's the studio audience plans for Super Bowl weekend? What's your plans for the Super Bowl weekend? We want to know live on the air. Tell the trapdoor to hell invited us. Trapdoor to hell invited us. <laughs> Bullshit. Where? I mean. Bullshit. Where? What do you think? Where's the text message? Uh, it's actually right here on the uh, Twitter account. Says trapdoor to hell, replying to curveballs and chair shots. What are you guys doing for Super Bowl? Which I mean, that, that's good enough as an invitation to come over to their house right now. 
Really? That's what? Okay, so I don't think we can go now because uh, we have plans. What kind of plans? I can't discuss it on the air right now. Okay, well, uh, I'll tell you after. I mean, this is a M-rated podcast, but that might be above our rating. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Plead the fizzeth. Mm, okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk gonna about be, gonna be, Are you going to be uh, pushing P on the Super, on the super Bowl weekend? Possibly, you never know. Yeah, Dom, you be, you be pushing P. Wait, I wait. What's pushing P mean? Then you, if you ain't pushing P, then I don't P. know slang. Stop it! Damn, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a thug. You know what? You know what? You know what is P is Mister X's fucking questions. So let's get at him. <laughs> wait, you call? You saying he's a penis? No, I'm. I'm just saying Mister X's questions are P. Pussy. P. What's P? If you don't know what it means, then you just ain't pushing P. Oh my god, this is gonna annoy the. Fu- I gotta look it up now because you're fucking pissing me off. God damn it, pushing P. Urban Dictionary, of course, of course, it's fucking Urban Dictionary. Buying something with your own money, cashing out, spending hard-earned money. P don't mean playa; it means paper too. And then in a sentence, when yo when yo backyard inside and outside you push and pee, when you got a private jet you push and pee, when you rent houses and cars you kick and pee. The fuck does that mean? So you push and pee? I don't know. Still. Then I guess you ain't pushing pee then. Oh fuck this shit! It's fucking stupid, Mister X. You're a G. I don't know what the fuck pushing P is, but you're a G. Fuck P's G's, baby. I don't know. Anyways, he says, uh, <clears throat> Who day, baby? You pushing P, Dominic? OPP? Anyways. Anyways. Who day, baby? Who day? Even though you know who that, but <clears throat> at least one of them in the playoffs. It was a roller coaster of emotions watching the Bengals win a playoff game for the first time in 31 years, culminating in a chaotic. Uh, wait, yeah, no, wait. Cathartic? Cathartic? Cathartic. Cathartic. There we go. Sorry, I can't read still. I'm only 27. I was like, I was like catheter? I mean, I didn't know it was that kind of party. I mean, I'm a 27 year old that reads like at a fourth grader level. So let's be honest here. Uh, you know, me up. and Amber Sherman were such great readers. We we're like in first grade, leading at a fourth grade level. Shout out to Amber Sherman. Don't know where the hell she is. I don't know who the fuck that is. Wow, you uh, don't know who Amber Sherman is? Delray, I don't say legend, but you know, Delray alumni. Legend? What'd she do in the bathroom, huh? Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. <clears throat> then, That's you know, it. you just ain't pushing B if you didn't know. Oh my god! I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna cramp in my legs. I'm stressing now. Uh, cathartic scream of joy watching the interception at the end of the game. I'm so happy, but it's not over yet. My main concerns moving forward is that defense has to step up, and they need to finish drives in the end zone. Too many field goals in a game against the Raiders. I know injuries are a factor as well. My nerves are already getting to me over the next game. Um, I know. I think didn't one or two of their de- defensive linemen go down during the Raider game, or something like that. I, I do believe so. I don't exactly know what their status is. I think I don't know. I probably shouldn't just uh, say it without actually knowing. But um, yeah, that definitely is going to hurt, especially with Derrick Henry coming back. And if you got a banged up offensive line or defensive line, that is not going to be a good look. And 
I mean, their run defense was like really good, but if you don't have your guys, then that's definitely going to be a factor. Um, I would like a something from not a day ago. Cincinnati injury report. Uh, I think everybody seems fine. The only person questionable is Stanley Morgan, a wide receiver. So uh, I don't think we're got to worry about anything on the injury front. Everything looking okay. good. Trey Hendrickson was uh-huh. a limited part or a full participant on Thursday. So okay, looking, yeah, looking good, looking good, good, good. So you know, I, I think it's going to be a good game. Maybe match match the fuck is this wrestling or soccer i think this would be a good game to watch moving on to a a ufc question oh great oh i know you're gonna butcher these names oh yeah i'm gonna read the question exactly how he fucking wrote it you ready oh is he spelling out phonetically for you (laughs) maybe (laughs) nice attaboy mr x (laughs) with ufc 270 being tomorrow can francis continue to solidify his career or i'm sorry his legacy or can, which, you know, I would pers- I would have pronounced it gain, but he actually put parentheses pronounced gone, shock the world. Well, I don't know if I'd say shock the world because technically gone is the uh, favorite in this one. But it, I mean, I don't exactly know. I haven't been diving deep into the X's and O's on who kind of the experts have on this one, but. I mean, and Gano just has that knockout power and gone is more technical. So, I mean, if it goes the distance gone is probably going to be the one who wins. Cause that means he was able to survive the power and be able to kind of pick and choose and pick apart uh, and gone who probably gets takedowns and, you know, all these other different things. But in terms of who I'm going with, I'm going with Nganu. Uh as an underdog, he provides value going to throw some money on him to win via knockout, which is like a plus 60 or something like that so i mean if Nganu wins it has to be a knockout anyway so i think that's just kind of a, a surefire bet if you're going to go with Nganu, you got to take the knockout as well to get a little bit of a boost i'll go with Nganu too just because i like a good beefy man that can knock someone out we like big men slapping meat bumping bellies yes yes all right going on to uh mr x's nhl update in the nhl Florida is once again leader in the Atlantic Division. The Rangers hang on to this top spot in the Metropolitan Division. In the West, the Avalanche, who've been on a streak as of late, taking over the lead in the Central. In the West, my Ducks, quack, quack, drop to third. Quack, quack, motherfucker. Kings move into second place with Vegas still on top. Quack, quack, motherfucker. I would like to say NHL actually had a, a good bet last week, took the Bruins to win in regulation. 45 seconds left. They score against the Capitals. So shout out the Bruins. Do we get a Mr. X Stanley Cup final? Curry just hit a mid-range jumper to uh, barely beat the Rockets. So shout out. Now, for who I think will make it to the Stanley Cup finals this year, I've never been good at predictions, but I will try and give you which teams I feel have a shot at the title. Tampa Bay may have to be at the top of that list in the East since they are the defending as well, back-to-back champs over the last couple of seasons. I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina makes it to the finals as well with how well they've been playing throughout the season. In the West, both Vegas and Colorado are, from what I've read, the two odds-on favorites to win it all. The Golden Knights have been a top-tier team the last several seasons and could finally put together and take it all this year. 
The avalanche of late have caught on, but I think it might still be early to see if they can maintain this momentum. With all this said, a water gun in my head, I'll go with Tampa and Vegas in the finals for the cup. What do you do with all what you do with information? Wait, ah, do what you want with this information, gentlemen. So, you know, thank you, Mr. X. He said Tampa. I heard Avalanche. I heard, you know, Colorado, you know, so I mean, like, you know, maybe him and Johnny both on the same page. So I think uh, you can, you know, do whatever you want with it. I I very much appreciate it, Mr. X, as you know, I have no idea what's going on. Um, I was hoping he was going to kind of side with with Johnny and kind of go with the Avalanche because I was definitely going to hammer them. Uh, but he has, as his kind of final prediction, quote unquote, Dominic, he has the Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Johnny has the Avalanche and the Rangers. So Mr. X talked a little bit about the Rangers. But I don't think he actually. So um, I'm going to eliminate the Rangers. Um, the Lightning, I mean, two in a row already trying to make the three-peat. I mean, can they actually pull off the three-peat? I don't know. So we'll go, you know, we'll listen to Mr. X on one. We'll go with Johnny on the other. So we'll go Colorado Avalanche against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'll put the little sprinkle, sprinkle on a future, and we'll uh, see if it pays out. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. Let's see uh, if I can go to the the book real quick. If uh, is that, or I guess he has a wrestling question as well, Dominic, so you can uh, go on that. A couple wrestling. He actually has three wrestling questions. So uh, if it's an easy one. While you do that, you can, you can spout it out. Uh, early predictions for the men and women's Royal Rumble. Who would win it all? Uh, for the men, I'm gonna go. I think it's about time you give this. We you give us what we want. Give me what I want. And that is Kevin Owens winning the Royal Rumble. I think it's about damn time. Men's. I don't. I mean, if Kevin Owens were to win, where does that go? Because you have Brock and Roman right now. Are they going to actually have Lashley beat Brock? I don't think so, I mean, but I don't know. I, I think if you have Kevin win it, I think you would have to have whatever match at WrestleMania, you'd have to have it a triple threat. Because I think Kevin Owens going against Roman's not real main event material. Kevin, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Kevin Owens. I think I legitimately think he deserves to win the Royal Rumble. I think he deserves another shot to be world champion and actually have a, you know, solid storyline. Um, so I think you'd have to have it be a triple threat match. So, I mean, if you do have Bobby beat Brock, you know, you can have Bobby and Kevin, I guess, with somebody else or something. I don't know. But the Ben, I just thought of it right now, is I bet you money they're gonna go back to Drew. I bet you fucking yeah. Money. That's what I was kind of bouncing between like him, like Kevin Owens, Drew, Biggie is a good one as what well. Finn? What about Finn? Yeah, I mean they have they he just lost to Austin Theory. I don't think if he was getting built, but they always like to do you know tear him down before you build it back up. But uh, I don't know about that. But we can go back. To Mr. X's questions or Mr. X's prediction slash Johnny Roca's prediction. Should we do a parlay or should we just do single bets on each one? Because what I'm doing is I'm going to pick the conference winners for each one. If we just should we parlay them and say, fuck it, and just parlay them together, we should do two singles bets. Because they're, 
because they are pretty high favorites. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are the second favorite and the Avalanche are the number one favorite to make out of the Western Conference. So if I were to individually place a $5 bet on each one, it would equal out to $31 in a winnings. But if I were to parlay both of them and put a $5 bet down on a parlay, it would end up being a $73 winnings. So should we just fucking ride and parlay that bitch? I mean, we've seen how Ty Gunny 27 is done with his parlays. We're bound to hit one, but we just don't know if that second one's going to hit. I mean. And it's technically less risky because we're, we would only be doing $5 instead of $10 or, you know, we could do $10. What $10 be $147. I think always bet responsibly people. You bet responsible. You do the one bet for five bucks. Cash out bigger. Buy me a steak dinner. Okay. I mean, we ain't cashing out. If especially if we hit one, we're fucking letting that baby ride. We ain't cashing out shit. Oh my god. Okay. So we kind of agree with the men's, you know, Biggie, Drew, Kevin. I've heard rumblings that they're trying to get like a a big name return that has a rest for like five years, which I don't know who the hell that would even be. Big but, name return. Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. No, not Mr. Kennedy. Um, who's a big name has wrestled in like five years? You can't think of anyone? I mean, Batista counts, but it's not exactly five years. Eh, I don't want Batista to come back. Um, damn, I don't know. Chavo Guerrero. You hear that? Chavo. Underrated theme song. Or, or, or Albert. No. Um, Lord Tenzai. No. A train. Okay. There we go. There we go. Um, women's prediction. I think it should be Alexa Bliss, and it probably will be Alexa Bliss. Haven't heard anything to confirm this but i'm still going with bailey it's been my pick pretty much since we first started making picks so i'm just gonna keep riding with bailey until she doesn't show up which is probably very likely but she did tweet at beth phoenix i think a couple days ago so she's she's still out there she was at uh the cowboys game cowboys 49er game representing the bay so uh shout out bailey couldn't get a read on what you know how she was looking because she was you know wearing fully closed so it can tell if she was like in ring shape or anything but you know she looked good shout out bailey okay okay uh uh penultimate question why are wwe denying ollie's release when they are letting talent go left and right is this just contract obligations or is there something else i don't know we haven't exactly heard ollie's side of the story which since he hasn't been released we're probably not going to hear it for a long time but I mean, there probably has to be something. Ali seems like a very creative guy, and he probably has ideas of where he wants to go and wants to be used a lot more than what he has been used. So, and we haven't seen him in, what's like November, October, something like that. And he said that he's had ideas that's been shot down, and he's just not tall enough, so he's not getting the looks and the usage that he probably wants or that Vince wants. And so, and with the as a couple years left, if he probably sent out some feelers to see if there was opportunities and there probably was and WWE, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to let him go on your terms, but they don't want the talent to dictate who's uh, who's leaving. 
one one thing I've kind of noticed with them denying it, it's kind of like, you know, if they start letting everybody go that asked for a release, they'd probably be out of wrestlers. So they probably got to start, they got to put their foot down somewhere and they're like, all right, Ali, you know, we know you can go somewhere and tear down the house. We're not losing you. You can fucking sit at home. I don't give a shit, but you know, we're not fucking letting you go anywhere else. Um, last but not least, with this upcoming lights out match between Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole, are AEW overdoing the hardcore thing, especially since they just recently had that bloody women's tag team match between with Penelope Ford, the Bunny against Anna Jay and Ty Conti. I mean, we've talked about this, you know, multiple times that maybe they've gone too much on the blood and the hardcore. I think it's maybe something we should look at after the match because it's one thing to have like a hardcore style match. It's another thing to have like a fucking blood everywhere gushing barbed wire type match, which neither Cole nor Orange Cassidy are really suited towards. I mean, even, you know, Orange Cassidy had that orange punch match with with uh, Chris Jericho. That's probably as hardcore as he's really going to get. Well, I guess they did have that. Uh, well, no, that wasn't Orange Cassidy was involved in the arcade match, but yeah, they probably are kind of overdoing it with that, especially with a ladder match on the same card. But they haven't done the lights out match since Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. So at least they're kind of keeping that, you know, kind of fresh, I guess. But yeah, they are kind of leaning a little bit too much into kind of the hardcore bloody type matches, which we don't know how the match is going to pan out. But it's like the other ones, there's going to be some blood involved. Yeah, that's pretty much what I thought, too. So if you want to be like Mr. X, send in your questions, curveballncs at gmail.com, the Twitter machine, curveballsncs, Instagram, curveballsncs, Facebook, curveballs and chair shots, YouTube, curveballs and chair shots, TikTok, curveballs and chair shots, fucking Brandon Tanguma, Dominic Hobson, get her good, bang, bang, winga, bing. So let's get into the wrestling news uh we talked about ollie won his release and being declined but Sami Zayn is re-signing with wwe so him and his buddy ko are going to be staying with wwe for the next few years at this point dominic uh, thoughts on Sami Zayn re-signing he's been getting a lot more usage uh lately but still probably not where people thought he would be after his nxt call-up yeah well I mean, kind of going off of the Mufasa. Mustafa. Mustafa. Mr. Ali. Um, Sami Zayn isn't the tallest motherfucker. He ain't the biggest motherfucker. But he sure damn can wrestle. Um, So I'm sure that's something that they're keeping an eye on. And he's very entertaining. He's playing the heel gimmick up very well. And, um, you know. I would love to see him and KO become tag team champions. I think that'd be really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, he's doing good stuff. He's getting his work in and I would love to see Sami Zayn be on the indie scene and AEW, PWG, wherever the hell they would want to go. But I mean, I understand where he's coming from, you know, sign up, you know, get the guaranteed money, make your money. He's had a bunch of killer badass matches. His body's probably a little banged up. If you can, lock down you know a couple million dollars these next few years and have a, a lighter schedule since WWE's not exactly doing all the house shows like they normally would do. I'm not going to knock it as much as I would want them to not be in WWE. Can't be too angry at them staying. Uh, then uh, 
Well, hang on. Can I change my pit for the men's war room, by the way? Sure, because we're all writing these down. Johnny Knoxville. Going to win it all, baby. There. First celebrity to win it all. Well, yeah, I know, Dominic, you haven't been gambling with me and Tyler, but uh, would you be willing to throw in some money on the Royal Rumble? I mean, I did win last year. Or was it last year or the year before? Um, did we do anything last year? I forget. I don't Probably think not. I think it was the year before because I think I think I got like number one and it was Edge. And that's, yeah, that's when Edge won it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. How much, how much were you thinking? Then if it was Edge, then that would have been last year. Because Drew won in 2020. Was it last year? Might have been. I think. Or did I win it with... Or did I do it and... I don't know. I know I won one year. I don't know. If you're interested, email us. Slide in the DMs. Be a part of our Royal Rumble uh, roundtable bucket. Yeah. Gambling addiction. Sure. It's on Saturday, which I did not... No, it was Saturday until today. So there we go. So I'm really locked into WWE right now, Dominic, as you can tell. Cool. Cool. Um, then got some NXT news. Uh, Walter is now Gunther. Um, very controversial. Twitter was in a fucking uproar these last couple of days because WWE filed for the trademark of Gunther Stark, which is a Nazi U-boat commander. And yada, yada, yada. And then all you need to do is just do a Google search. Apparently they didn't do that. And then now Walter is Gunther and it's not Stark. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thoughts on all, thoughts on all this? Everybody using the last name Stark lately. Uh, well, we just have Zoe Stark. And isn't there another Stark in like AW? Is there another no. Stark in AW? I don't know. I thought there was. Now you're confusing me. I know I always get Tony Storm and Zoe Stark confused. Mm. Oh, Ricky Starks. Yeah, see? That's Starks. That's completely different. But, I mean, it's uh, come on. It's one letter more. That's that's really just throws me off. I don't know. That's about the uh, the Nazi, Nazi mix-up. Love it. Love to see it. Whoa. Pause. Cancelled. All right, everybody, that was fun. We're done. I'm not saying I love Nazis. I'm saying, like, I love the fact that WWE would do something so fucking stupid. It's like typical WWE. Oh, we got a great name for it. We're going to do this. And, like, oh, yeah, let's put it out there. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, whoa, I uh, probably should have uh, done this a little more research on the name. Uh, it's like a typical WWE thing. I think it's hilarious. Well, in fairness to them, they usually have someone Google search every single name they trademark, but they laid them off. Are you being serious or is that a joke? Deadly serious. Damn. Hate to see it. Yep. I guess they just ain't pushing Pete to uh, be able to figure out Gunther Stark's a uh, Nazi U-boat commander. So is pushing P like pushing paper? Push and pee. Oh my God. Tell me the answer. AEW Dynamite. We get starting off with the John Moxley promo. Already kind of talked about it. Uh, he comes out, talks about his demons, and just kind of acknowledging his absence. And he's going to be back better than ever. Uh, going forward to Rampage, he had a match against Ethan Page. He gets the win. 
and him and Brian Danielson getting not exactly into a scuffle, but you know, a little, little exchange of looks as Moxley walks past Brian in the uh, whatever you call it, the tunnel hallway thing in the corner of the arena. So we're supposed to get that presumably at full gear, and it looks like we're gonna get Moxley and Danielson going forward. I mean, can't wait, but I mean, you know, kind of already seen it before. A watered-down version of it, at least. Yeah. Uh, we get Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Adam Colbebe taking on Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Uh, Cole and Baker get the win after Cassidy accidentally puts Baker through a table. Uh, Cole takes Cassidy to Dick Kick City and uh, pins him one, two, three. Dick Punch City, thank you very much. Sorry, Dick Punch City. Then... Uh, Cole cuts a promo challenge and Cassidy did the lights out match. We talked about that. Uh, thoughts on the mixed tag match? Uh, it was it was better than what I expected. I kind of expected a lot more uh, uh, stupidness, cuteness, cuteness, but it was actually like, it wasn't that bad. So you know, I give it to them. And then Bruce Baker hitting the uh, was it Canadian Destroyer on the outside was pretty nice. Are you surprised that AEW hasn't done the intergender matches like actually truly? you know men wrestling women as really at all since you know being a public platform since a lot of these indie wrestlers have kind of done that on the indie scene i mean yes no i mean i feel like as long as the man's not you know fucking unprotected chair shots to a girl i feel like it's it's sports entertainment i'm here i'm i'm buying your tickets i'm watching your product on the tv just to be entertained if i want to see a fucking chick do a hurricane on a man and if i want to see a man just powerbomb the fuck out of a woman i think i should be able to see that okay not 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 a big fan of the uh intergender wrestling but i can see how people are of course you're not i know because i'm 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 a sexist pig Mm -hmm. uh then cm punk uh squashes sean spears beats him in like five seconds so after Punk pretty much loses to Wardlow, build him up a little bit here by beating Spears quickly. Uh, I I liked it. I understand what they're doing. I think it was a good thing to do. You know, Sean Spears is Sean Spears. He's not really worth much to AEW. So might as well, you know, use the little credibility that he has to put over Punk very quickly. He put over Punk, really? Yeah, you know, he really, you know, Punk was on the precipice of, you know, being a star, but once Sean Spears gave him the rub, and now Punk can take off into the stratosphere. Now, I think Sean Spears should just go to Impact and be with his wife, ride her coattails, since her career is a lot better than his. Yep, you know she's Impact Tag Team Women's Champion. It's a uh, kind of uh, sorry knockout tag team champion. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, speaking of CM Punk, he was referenced in the Cody Rhodes promo, the proper TNT champion. Uh, he comes out, he has a ladder, and he cuts his promo. And then at the very end, he plugs a ladder match for next week on Beach Break. So I pretty much talked about everything except for his title match next week. Um, I thought this was a lot of just meta bullshit by Cody. What did you think of this? I mean, I, I feel like it was another way of them pandering to him being heelish by kind of just, you know, being him. Um, you know, 
I, I don't like Cody. I've never liked, I mean, I liked him on the in, true indie scene. Um, I feel like the whole AEW thing would have put a really bad taste in my mouth and I can't stand him now. So, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. It's meta bullshit. I agree. Yeah. I mean, just on the surface on what he's actually talking about, there's probably a lot of people that watch AEW that don't even know what he's talking about. And then also it's kind of the thing of, oh, you know, this part is real, but everything else on the show is fake, which then takes you out of the show, which takes you out of the match. And yeah, it, it's just, it's not worth it. I mean, I think like Cody's a quote unquote star. Uh, people care about what he's doing, but I just think doing this type of act and this type of promo is detrimental to the entire show. So hopefully we can get all get over this and get on to whatever the next chapter is. Cause as they keep saying, Cody keeps saying that, Oh, you know, this is a story you've never seen before. And then we twist and turns and yada, yada, yada. And he's a free agent. You know, he's going to be in the Royal rumble. It's going to be a, this great thing, but I'm just kind of over. It's time for Tony Khan to be like, look, Cody, I'm the fucking boss. You're going to be heel. You're going to do this, do that. You're going to fucking do it. Okay. Good. Get it. Got it. Good. Moving on. I uh, get the house of black beating the varsity blondes relatively quickly. Um, then we get pack doing a little uh, video promo on the screen uh, showing that his eyeballs still work. So it looks like we're getting pack versus black or maybe a tag team match. Brody uh, King is going to beat the fuck out of pack. I don't care who it is. It should be a very fun match. Yes. I'm hoping pack comes back soon. Yeah. And I'm excited. I like the promo and I like the prospect of either match, whichever yes. it is. 100% agree. Cannot disagree with that statement. Pack, Black, Brody King, one fucking great match. Maybe you, you put Pentagon in there while uh, Ray Phoenix kind of heals up from his elbow injury. So uh, I'm excited to see what they do. Then uh, we get some promos between uh, Adam, Adam Page, Adam Cole, Adam Page. And Lance Archer, Dan Lambert, and uh, Jake Roberts just kind of, you know, building up the storyline of Hangman Page not being a real cowboy, which I find kind of funny that this is the hill they're really dying on. Uh, but Lance Archer has a match against Frankie Kazarian. The match did not really get over too well. The crowd was not very into this. I think it went a little bit too long. Archer gets the win, and boom, there it is. Boom goes to dynamite. I thought Kazarian did a phenomenal job selling. He, uh, you know, he's like on the back half of his career, you know, not much more for him to do. Um, not feeling this feud at all with Paige and Archer. So I really hope this shit doesn't take much longer. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking this is just going to be a holdover feud for, you know, on television, have a match and he beats him. And he can move on to whatever the next thing is, whether that be MJF, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, whatever the revolution pay-per-view is. Then in the main event, we had Sting and Darby Allen taking on the acclaimed and Sting and Darby get the win. Another good match by uh, Sting and Darby. I think they've done a you know phenomenal job with, with them. Pretty much, I think, outcasting every expectation we had when Sting debuted and paired him up with Darby Allen. So another, another good match between these guys or how are they going to break up? You think Sting turns Darby turns. What happens? Um, I would just have no one turn 
on each other. I think we do too many turns and especially with like all these different factions. Um, I think we're bound to have these type of turn storylines. I mean, we're kind of seeing something right now with uh, Santana Ortiz and Chris Jericho and who knows how that's going to end up. But I think especially like with Sting, his character, Darby, I mean, Sting's not going to turn on Darby. Darby could turn on Sting. He could work as a heel, but he's one of the most popular faces on the roster. So I don't think you want to risk that. You know, maybe who knows what Sting's contract slash bump card is looking like. If maybe he says he has like two years left in him, maybe he just kind of rides off into the sunset and that's it. I'm fine with that. Or, you know, Darby does his own things. Sting games gives him a firm handshake and they just go their separate ways. Yeah, I mean, or they okay just, with, you know, I'm go okay. on the freeway and surprise fans again. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with either one. I just, you know, curious to see your, your, your views on it, your opinions. Thank you, Dominic. And I care about, I value your opinion too. One might even say I respect your opinion. I might not always agree with your opinion, I respect. But, I re- but I respect your opinion, Dominic. Anyways, that'll do it for us for today. Thank you all very Thank much you. for tuning in to this lovely podcast. If you have a question, if you want to be like Mr. X or Johnny Roca or Tagani27 or Trapdoor to Hell, send it in. If you want to be via social media, Curveballs and CS on Twitter or Instagram. If you want to be like Mr. Ah. X, send it in via email, Curveball and CS at gmo.com. All the pertinent information and links are in the description of this here podcast in down below in the description. I don't know how the hell you listen to it. You figured it out how to listen to it. You can click on some links. So uh, that'll do it for us for today. Dominic, any parting words for the people? That was Steph Curry's first ever game winning shot. You know that? Oh, look at that. It was against the shitty Houston Rockets. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, goodbye and good night. Uh, who day? Evolution is a mystery Full of chains that no one sees God makes a fool of history Yesterday's you